0: Continuous Tenuous Links Podcast, home of the Golf Barons, offering bloviated opinions on all things golf, discussing the game's biggest problems and some solutions to them as loosely as possible. Come at some his Swing. Hello, Barons.
1: Now, one of the things a lot of battle hardened golfers take for granted is the often far too vague memories we have of life starting out with the game. Your first round, par, birdie, shank, and more. The game is driven by those with experience, taught by those with experience, and commentated on the same. But if we're fair dinkum about making the game better, we need to start listening to those at different stages of the golf life cycle, hence today's guest. On one hand, he's able to control a boardroom, and on the other, often feeling out of control with a club in his hand, welcome to Tenuous Links, the man known as the work experience kid, Aaron Tobin. <laughs> welcome welcome on board.
0: Thank you, buddy. Thank you. I, uh, I'm i often feeling out of control with a club in my hand.
1: Uh, we're going to delve into all of that. But before we get into the golf side, I just want to get a bit mm. of your your work background and your business background, because it's a really important contrast Um to make between the two. So just give me a bit of uh, a bit of a resume speak, Aaron, so that our listeners can understand who the hell you are.
0: Uh, Well, I am a uh, 15 year uh, digital native. I've been around technology building software for the last 15 years and um, started out in uh, actually, started in publishing before that. My published my own magazine, and then set up about building my um, you know, different businesses within media, digital media. Uh, more recently, in uh, sports technology, and um, and now I'm in app development. So, you know, had a couple of wins along the way uh, in in the various pursuits. Met yourself as well through that, which is even better. And um, you know, I've. Committed myself to, you know, trying to, you know, innovate in you know, various industries across the last particularly seven years. Um, and, um, yeah, currently working and building out a, an app business, which has been lots of fun. It's gone from zero to a thousand in about a year, which is great.
1: Uh, and some of your technologies that you've built have led you to have uh, contact and connections with some pretty large sporting Mm. Uh, clubs and organizations so because we always invite kipper to drop some names yes this is your chance early on to drop some names just so that we understand your reach yes. uh, and what you and the fine people that you've worked with have been able to get things achieved with
0: yes so um i well i guess the the, the business uh, in sport was a, a company called Clickdesk, which was a an ai business that uh, automatically generated um, highlights by looking at broadcast feed uh, understanding what a highlight was in that sport we trained the ai to do that and then it allowed rights holders and, and um, sports broadcasters and sports teams around the world then to publish those highlights in real time uh, and then we built a whole analytics software that could analyze the impact and value of that sponsorship in real time uh, that lived within that digital content so uh I sold half of that to a big global media company in seventeen, uh, and then that propelled the, the software around the world. Really, so we went from you know anywhere to um, you know NFL clubs like Philadelphia Eagles, Arizona Cardinals, NBA team Sacramento Kings, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, we went through um, you know Major League um, Soccer so to LA, and we went into. Uh, uh broadcasters like Fox um uh, lucky enough to get exposed to places like Pebble Beach which is excellent um and that was yeah there's a great shot of uh <laughs> me uh on Pebble Beach and uh you know having probably played a total of I don't know four rounds of just getting my GA cruising around Pebble Beach with you know a bunch of scratch golfers single finger handicappers pros you know media people who've just been around golf their whole life and here I was know three or four rounds into just getting my handicap being exposed to those types of environments um so yeah it, you know it took me around the states obviously in particular went around Europe as well actually uh and you know all across Australia and you know was connected in sports and was an awesome business to be part of and you know um yeah, very thankful for the opportunities I got within that, the sports industry that way
1: Right, with this name dropping, you've settled well into uh, into the golf parents' frame of mind. I think you and Kipper might need to get together and just have a name drop off.
0: I remember asking, I remember asking my CEO over there, uh, Preston Phillips, great man, and he, um, uh, big Texan, and you talk about a guy who just knew everyone, right? So he, I said to him, so he, and oh, sorry, I should say Preston. Um, he's probably listening to this. He's a big fan. He he actually also was a collegiate golfer, you know, scratch golfer, and so when I went over there uh you know, he took me to his his country club and uh, you know, he he showed me around. Everyone knew Preston. The guy was an incredible person, incredible golfer. And, you know, of course we're on the first tee and, you know, he we're chatting away and, and uh, I believe a, a sort of a, a big country music style sort of went past. I forget his name. And then uh Tony Romo just comes, you know, walking past <laughs> as well, you know, and hey Preston, how you going? And here I was like, you know, this is like one of those situations where you just you're already in awe of the the, you know, the bloke who I'm playing golf with because he can just hit the ball so beautifully. And here he is just, um, you know, throwing around high fives to some of the, the biggest names in American sports. And, and everywhere we went, Preston knew everyone. Like, you, you had to see this to believe it. It was incredible. Every course we went to, there was someone he played famous, played golf with. So it was nice to write a few coattails. Him and Kipper should probably sit down and compare notes. That's
1: right. Well, <laughs> well this introduces now a new segment, which is third-party name dropping. Yeah. Um, which is name dropping on behalf <laughs> of someone else. That's right. That's right. But I think, but that's, it's, it's what exposes you. And it's interesting that golf created that connection over there. And that was obviously where our connection um, started with a a massive um, research project, which which told us an enormous amount about uh, in a previous life about the golf industry and how people thought and went about their business. But my next question then is, so from a business point of view, Mm -hmm. um, you're very comfortable in a boardroom. You're very comfortable in owning a boardroom. Um, so therefore, if business was your golf handicap, mm. what what, do you, what are you playing off from a business point of view? Because I think this will set up a nice contrast, and I'm not trying to be nasty. But.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think um, you know, in the, in the pursuit of it's 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 you'd love to say you know because I've had a little bit of success, you know. Uh, You'd love to say it's definitely better than my golf handicap because I've had very little success in <laughs> being able to do that, uh, improve that. Um, so, look, let's just, let's just go with, uh, you know, um, somewhere in between somewhere in between single figures and, and 18, uh, depending on the, the boardroom discussion.
1: <laughs> okay, so we'll go with scratch. Yeah. So you're off scratch in the boardroom. So how do you reconcile? This is the big question. And before we get onto the specifics about your golf journey, how do you reconcile being off scratch in the boardroom because it suits my narrative? Um and then being and you're currently off uh twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen
0: and a half film. Nineteen and, and a half, sorry. 19 I should a half. have checked it out. 19. You're currently 5. off nineteen
1: <laughs> so so how do you reconcile um walking into a boardroom and comfortably being um the man, or, or in control of it, and, mm. and or, or the leader—you know, I've got to be very yep. woke esque these days. Yeah, yes, yes. The person, yes, um, who walks into the boardroom versus you're standing on the first tee at—I don't know—let's just say Cape Wickham, mm-hmm. yep. um, or, or Ocean Dunes, or the National, or or Albert Park, mm. um, not being hundred percent sure of what's about to happen. Yeah. How do you reconcile those two elements or is that part of the attraction?
0: Yeah, I think, um, well, just a side note, Phil's seen me off the first tee at Kate Wickham. I think Smash one into the ocean uh, <laughs> after after a double revision or something. I'm glad you brought that up, mate. Uh, that nightmare is still real. Um, so I, you know, I, I think it's interesting. For me, you know, walking into a boardroom, um, you know, talking about, uh, you know, um, or, you know, raising, raising, you know, millions of dollars, selling a business, um, dealing with a board. I've never liked dealing with with, with boards. I've got, I've currently got a great board, by the way. Um, shout out to my board. Uh, <laughs> but I just, Ding! Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I just I, I find him a stuffy place. But look, let's just say, you know, talking with some you know, really sophisticated investors, and and you know, selling your business, your life work, uh, and feeling really comfortable doing that uh, versus you know standing on the first tee of Kate Wickham and. You know feeling completely out of control uh, of of your thoughts and everything and i think for for me it's it, it, i often talk to golfers who, who said oh, i grew up with a golf club in my hand right and um most people uh have a lot more comfort on a tee than i do and i grew up you know in business i just grew up building businesses from when i was 13. i have a first business at 21 and it, it's something i've done over and over again is, is had a crack and through my failings in business and through my success, I've become really comfortable walking into those rooms. And in fact, it's you know I love that part of I love the challenge of of you know um, selling a story in my business, sharing my, I love the excitement of sharing a vision. I love the excitement of bringing a, you know a board or, or people on that journey. And I've done that my whole life. I've literally done that my whole life, and um, that is my life. Now with golf, I think given I didn't grow up with a club in my hand standing on the first tee is something I haven't done and and feel, you know, extremely uncomfortable with. But there's one thing that's, I guess, strikingly different as well is I'm having to not only uh, get over the mental barrier of just make sure you get the backswing right in the right position and (laughs) swing through and and forget everything else. I'm I'm having to think about this physical aspect as well. And, And I think that's, you know for me the the most challenging part connecting up those you know, not only do you have to talk yourself into it mentally you then have to make sure the body me physically remembers what to do because i'm so new to the game um, which a lot of people i think who have a golf club in their hand uh, since they were young and a lot of people i play with you know played a little bit when they were young i didn't play at all until yep. after i met you four years ago so yeah it's it's a it's it's something i think golfers who played a little bit or played something take for granted, whereas a lot of people in business say, how do you do that? So well, I've just done it my whole life, sort of done. I've been selling it my whole life.
1: Yeah, so so it therefore, Paints Golf is the great leveller. Uh, and our yeah. dear friend Ben from Holywell spoke a lot about this, this idea of, you know, he'll play golf with uh, being a, a superstar golfer that he is mm. um, and play golf with some of the great business leaders from around the world without ever being specific about who they are, Ben. Um, yet, yet him being the, the iconic to them, being a scratch one, two or three marker standing on the tee, he's the guru for the next four and a half hours. He's the guru. Yeah. It's his boardroom that you're walking into. Yes. You know, it's kind of like, this is my house. You go back to Larry Johnson. Yes. Um, you know, this is my house you're, you're coming into. So just know that, that if I walk into the boardroom, I am going to be intimidated by you.
0: Let me tell you a quick little story about the scratch golfer in their boardroom and, and so i i, I play uh, a member of the nash and play with a, a friend of mine who was scratch and uh just recently blew out unfortunately sorry mate sorry anthony um to fall but <laughs> we're on we're on the we're, we're, we're on the playing Matter, we're on the the 13th and i'm playing with anthony scratch I'm playing with two other gentlemen both single figures and then there's me okay and i think at the time i'm uh about twenty-four points. So I've had a pretty ordinary day, and I'm really enjoying myself. Lovely company. And they asked me then, "Oh, so what did you do, Eric?" And you know, normally, <laughs> so you can imagine it's their boardroom. These guys are, you know, all single figures, scratch golf. Was really comfortable on the course, and here I am, really uncomfortable. And they asked me what I did, and I started talking about um, the technology business, desk. I just explained I'd sold, and for the next three holes, all I did was talk about the business, and because the, they just kept asking questions, and I was so interested, and they're like this was this was an amazing guy like, oh, this is so impressive this is so incredible this is so awesome and it, it it was incredible how in that moment the next three holes I played great I relaxed I just talked about the things I love and it all of a sudden I can see the parallel between the first 14 holes, you know first um, 15 holes where they were in their comfort zone just playing golf um, but as soon as we got talking about technology and the innovation I created they were like blown away and, and had no idea you know what I mean it was this real um, contrast between the first 15 and the last three holes. And Anthony, Anthony to... at the end said, why don't you just talk about your business more often? <laughs> <laughs> you played really well, those last three holes. <laughs> That's right.
1: I, yeah, On the first two, you just declare, look, today's about me. That's right, yeah. So you can ask whatever questions you want and I'm That's just it. going to answer them. But again, so not only then golf is a leveler, but golf is a connector. Mm, it is. In that it allows allows people no matter the standard. And there was one famous comment that I've repeated on a previous podcast of um, when a, another dear friend of mine um um was gonna playing with another good friend and we're talking about a differential of fourteen handicap of fourteen to a handicap yep. of two. Yeah. And it was the oh gee, it's strange that a good player would want to play with a 14 marker. Mm. Um other than the fact that we have a lot to talk about. And yeah. I'm not like and we're not on the US tour and we don't walk on opposite sides of the fairway. And I think so this is the opportunity that golf creates. So to get a little bit into your golf journey mm. um where did it start? Who introduced you?
0: Phil, uh, you know the answer to that, no. So, uh, well, look, <laughs> the, the 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 start of the journey was, you know, was yourself in that we, we you know, my agency was doing a research project for, as you mentioned, at, um, previous life and at both their lives, and that just piqued my interest because I had to go and learn about the golfer and um, who they were, and I actually realised, you know, the, the golfing community is is filled with a lot of people who are at the start of their journey, and it's not as intimidating as you think. And I think, that the, I think the perception can be is what definitely was for me as someone who hadn't grown up in the game at all, wasn't that close to it. It's like it's quite an intimidating, you know, um, fraternity at the time. And um, and then I, you know, a bunch of mates started playing every Saturday, and, and you know, I just realised I'm not going to see my mates on a Saturday and have a beer with them if I can't pick up a club and hit a ball, literally, because yeah, it became the new football, didn't it? In terms of you get a bit yeah. older and um, you know into your thirties, you give up, you give up footy, and then it's like, what do you do? So they all play golf for they were reasonable. And then um I, I got it I effectively just started playing purely out of the, the want to go and hang out with my mates on a Saturday. Um and then one of my mates said, you know, you never beat me. And of course <laughs> that was literally I was like, Oh, okay. So that then that inspired, you know, thousands of lessons multi you know, the whole the whole full injection into the game. Uh and so that was about about five years ago probably, and then you know, got my JA a couple years ago.
1: And I remember being on the receiving end of, of those messages of, yes. of a weekend saying, yes. I got within three of him. I got yes, within two of him. Right. I double that's bogeyed right. the last. I could have <laughs> had him. I double bogeyed the last, which is, again, this, this passion and this idea of needing to share the journey, because it is a, a journey. And, mm. and very few people set out on this on their own mm. and stay on their own the whole time. It, it, mm. it, is a, it is a connector and it provides opportunity, as you say. It, as you say, it is the new footy. It allows people to stay competitive. But even if you had a period of being uncompetitive, Mm. there's something that burns when someone says mm. no nah, you're you're not quite there and I remember still being stung if we think about it as a kid when I was growing up I had um, a, a very dear friend of mine and his dad we were playing golf at Commonwealth I would have been probably 16 or 17 and he turned to me after about six holes and he said and and Ian my friend Ian and I had always been equal he'd always been maybe slightly better but pretty close and he turned to me and he said you're just not quite as good as you're just not quite as good as Ian uh, I am, and I still remember. <laughs> of course, and I remember that it's stinging. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, it was accurate, but I remember. Yes, stinging, but which this makes this thing harder. Yes, yes, but the, this idea of hang on, you got to knuckle down and either try and do something or just move on. Yeah. I, at that point in time, I conceded that he was better, and he proceeded to get a lot better. So, so therefore, if that's the journey, when did you know you were hooked? Yeah, I think you know. I
0: guess in a slight. Um, uh, contradictory point to that point. It's like so the journey starts out in the fact that there's this competitive instinct. You want to compete and you play against your friends in my case and you you definitely want to beat them, right? The hooked part comes is when you stop competing with them and start competing with yourself. And that's how golf gets you versus any other sport in the world. I felt as a person who played a lot of sport and I came into I've never felt a game where you can go, all right, all I want to do today is I want to go out. I don't need my friends there. I want to go out and I want to experience the course, and I want to be better than what I was last time. And that's when it hooks you because it's that is for me the ultimate beauty of the game. And so I remember joining um, again a good friend of mine, tall guy, um, you know, has a, a, a media network. His name's Phil, and he uh, elite elite human. I hear elite human. he's an Uber Baron. <laughs> <laughs> uber Baron, obviously, you know, you invited me down um, to play as a guest in ridiculous wins at the national. And (laughs) (laughs) just, uh, but you know, it was, it was too far. It was like, I think by then I was sort of going out and playing by myself, texting, you know, you and anyone else wanted to hear it, how much I was improving it, but just really about the self journey. And I think that was the hook part. And, you know, you can, you can, you know, being a busy person, you can also do it in your own time. You don't have to rely on other people to be there. You can meet, play with random people. And then, you, you know invited me down to the national and um, you know just experiencing the gravitas of that place and I was like okay this is this is awesome because I knew I could go there and even if I had a bad day I'd have a good day because it's just such a, an incredible environment uh, and I think from that moment I left driving back from there I remember it really clearly I'd had a dog of a day and you yeah, and the wind was howling and you yeah. know it was just it was it, but it was just awesome and I thought okay this is Nothing is going to get me, you know, it sounds a bit wanky, but in touch with, with, with nature, in touch with the elements, just in, and then ultimately have the ability to socialize, but also play against myself. And I'm, I love that. And that is, you know, that is golf for me in the team. And from there, um, you know, I'm, I'm completely hooked. And so that's, you know, two years, two, two years ago, probably really, two, so what, 2019.
1: So my logical follow-up question to that is, how hooked are you? <laughs> and if you leave details out, I'm going to put them in. Okay. How, how hooked are you? Right.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So I think there's like levels of how you can uh, – <laughs> there's like definitely levels of how you can define hooked. So you go through it, right? So I think there's 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 hooked in the sense that like you you – there's golf, you know, you can consume golf content and then you play every day um and most people don't have the opportunity to play every day a lot of you know um elderly people i play with older people i play with who are maybe retired -retired, semi-retired they get hooked later in life because they can play every day so i think that's a way to get hooked you could just have that beautiful place to walk around every day and hit some balls and you know have a good time then there's my hooked uh which is okay well you know i've got the they've got the means to really invest in the game and i mean invest so you know there's I I love the I I love um technology I love the idea of being able to you know train and and so you know I went I went I've gone all in you know I've got the the, the trackman set up um and I've got the um you know I've had multiple <laughs> fitted clubs you know good friends at Pure Form at Drummond uh you know I've gone sort of like there multiple times i did have some club stolen, so i had to go back once um you know i've got new new everything i've got dri- driver head covers custom head covers from the u.s i got you know various golf courses i've been around the world i've collected you know various head covers i've got six bags i you know i'm a fan for bags i'm just like <laughs> love the bags multiple i've had you know uh my, my favorites is the technological aspects so, you know i've got every garmin accessory under the sun i've got the garmin I had the S60 originally um, and I've got their, their, their range finder with the yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm just, I've sort of, you know, I lean into that and my friends laugh at me, but for me, look, I'm fortunate position that I can, you know, waste my money on those things. Um, uh, but I, I love, I, I love all that aspect too. Um, it's kind of a little bit of who I am. I'm just, I like all the, the gadgetry of it, but um, I also like the data of what all that stuff gives me because it gives me stuff to think about you know I'm I have changed my swing path from you know outside to inside using all these things and um, yeah so I've gone mate the answer is uh if they, if they, if if investment like that defines how hooked you are I'm like a complete junkie but um you know I've I've definitely um you know just starting now just to find more time again um, to get uh, weekends you know to start playing all the time as well which is a big part of the hook journey as well
1: and I think the investment is an element of it. But to your point, you can define hooked with or without the investment. Mm-hmm. Hooked Agreed. can be whatever you want. But you were, like, you were all in. And, yeah. yes, I was going to mention all the things you just mentioned. <laughs> Good. But you end. were already all in. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I was. Um, and yeah. And so hooked is when it, it's almost when, you know, they talk about you know you're proficient uh, or um, in another language mm. um, when you dream in that language. I mm. mean, oh, there's that yeah, well, thing. And the minute you start dreaming about the game,
0: totally yeah how many text messages you got from me at random time like not announced <laughs> unannounced just like uh phil uh i've think i've managed to get my hips you know uh, turns right. and, and you know and i've send you a video I just and you're like i'm just trying to have my dinner it's or i'm watching a tv show it's 9 30 at night or 6 8 in the morning you know i took my my club so you know my friends laugh because you know i've done a lot of, doing a bit of travel um you know my partner and i am we go away and you know any any holiday I mean any holiday even with my little one um I'm not like I'm playing all the time but I'm taking my clubs even if that means I'm just playing once I'm you know I'm I'm taking my clubs then you start booking holidays all my holidays have now revolved around having a golf course you know either on site or next door that's not an exaggeration either (laughs) so that's you know you become just you just want access to it at all times and I think the, the interesting part about the the data side of the technology for me that allows access for me when I'm not playing so life also gets really busy for me too um and so it's not like i'm you know semi-retired so having all of those things all of those little touch points for me just keep me so engrossed in the game and i think that's something that a lot of amateurs and a lot of people who you know not everyone has all this time right so it just keeps you in the game nicely because you can look at your your late, your last six shots you can look at you know you can go down and you know hit some balls and, and get some feedback and i i really like all that aspect too which most of these participating sports, you need to be playing to do that. With golf,
1: you don't. Yeah, and it continues to reinforce the fact that it can be whatever you want the game to be, depending yeah. on what your nature is. And and I do love. I mean, I, I have no technology, really. Yes, true. Um, you're the again, other than yeah. as far as backyard practice or otherwise. But again, yes. I was someone who took the game up early. But I love seeing this idea of of watching someone's journey. That's why I wanted to talk to you today, because because mm-hmm. I've I've been a part of it. Mm. And I watched the journey, and I'd never considered whether or not I'd needed to look at the ratio of hip turn to shoulder turn <laughs> yet i'm I'm realizing that that i've got someone who's who's just loves the game and and probably as much or more than I ever have mm. that's actually an important thing it's a can you look I've got the x factor i've got this or I've got that I'm thinking about dropping it a bit more inside and i've got a you know what'll I do to my flight if I just get my path from Inside out of two degrees to maybe inside out of one degree, and you know, maybe I can get the hands for it, and it's just consistent, and I, and I love it. So, but I, I, so, I just
0: before you, you know, the, the sort of the last bit, I think the um, you know, the real uh, exciting part though, I think for part of the big hooked is you then move from effectively, you know, you started, I you started about 29 handicap, you played out now in the teens. You know, that's great, but then you start, all these messages are now about feel, you know, and you start the, the what you get hooked on evolves as a golfer, you know, you know, it is yourself, you know, getting into single figures, you're, you the, the things that keeps drawing you into the game and get you more excited and revved up and sure there's scores and there's end result. But it's the things around that, you know, as well, that you start loving more. So, you know, I've got this feeling now. I've got this feeling as I'm hitting the ball that I didn't have before. And that gets you hooked. It's like, it's like, and it's, you yeah. know, lessness are about technique. And so that evolves, I think, and gets you, continues for me. Well, that has continued to evolve my, um, you know, uh, feed my addiction in, in different
1: ways. And and this is your story, so I won't bore you with my four club challenge. Um, as far as <laughs> milestones though, do you still remember the feeling of first? Because I know your celebration when you broke a hundred yep. for the first time. Yes, but but do you still remember the feeling of of a first, first un- breaking 100, hundred, first par, first birdie? Yep. I mean, are they are they clear in your mind, or have there now just been so many of them <laughs> that it's just uh, a general feeling?
0: Yeah, it's 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 yes. I remember the I remember first par. Uh, I remember first birdie. Uh, I remember breaking a hundred. Um, I, um, yeah, it's it's funny though. Like you quit once you do it. I, I, you know, it's I'm sure for you know scratch golfers getting to the seventies and vice versa. It's yes, you remember it. But I, I think I'm I'm still at such a early stage of my journey. with such a long way to go in that sense, right? You're just always, in my mind you're always looking ahead, and I think that can catch you out a bit too, right, because you know, you, want, you reflect on it with your mate and you talk about those moments, but it's, you, you, you're not sati- i'm not satisfied you know with the yeah. and so I think there's a there is a bit of a search for the, into the future at all times, but yes, I remember them um, absolutely
1: um, so some more general golf questions because this mm. is my own little market research mm. podcast. Um, <laughs> what shocked you most about the game? But playing or attitude or you know, um, mm. you know when you like you mentioned earlier that you thought the game was all these things looking from the outside in. But what yep. my, what shocked you most about it, and what potentially does golf need to shake?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I think um, what shocked me most about it is the amount of people who go out and uh, are actually happy to play by themselves, put themselves on a T tee sheet. And just play with whoever meet some people that day and play 18 holes you're one of those people i'm one of those people uh and i didn't realize that and all of a sudden because I, I always thought because i sort of played with a small group of people and you don't Rob there's still groups you know you still have your friends you play with them but it's actually it's a wonderfully inclusive part of the sport that no one gives it enough credit for and i feel like if golf could just do a better job of talking to the, the newbies to say hey You can come to any local club, any club for that matter, and get to know people, put your name down and just really hammer home that point. Um, I think uh it would go a long way of just getting more people involved. Because a lot of people get through their mates, they go, okay, we get like, you know, three people I know doing it so you play it. But actually the beauty of it is you get to meet so many people. So I think that's one part of the positive. I think I you know, I think the um uh the you know they're playing in a number of different courses and there is still i think um you know there is still some stuffiness to the game that just is part of the the heritage and of a lot of these institutions if you like Um, uh, you know I've been to a number of you know nice clubs across victoria and, and the world and um there is that but ultimately i actually think it's um there's so much more warmth to the game in these environments that I thought as well. I mis I misjudged the gate. I misjudged that a little bit. Truthfully, you know what I mean. Like, I've been to maybe one dining room. I won't mention the club. That was just like, oh my lord, get me out of here. This is like I'm yeah. just I'm just not enjoying myself. It's so stuffy. But it, it's so many like these, you know, beautifully old establishments with rich history and heritage that you know, do have some, you know, inverted commas reputation made for being that way, actually are not, you know, and you peel on one layer under and it's just a, a group of, you know, really passionate individuals um, trying to build something really special and really unique. And, um, you know, I miss Judge Gold for that for sure. I've met, you know, now being part of these clubs um, and some of these clubs and being invited to play there. Um, but, yeah, that's that's they're the main two things.
1: And that was something you mentioned, uh, you know, just on that idea of, um, when the original work experience kid was born at, at yeah. Victoria Golf Club, yeah. uh, on their launch day, I mean, you you spoke about that on the day of the fact that, well, wow, there was a real war- like everyone's here's mm. just warm, mm. everyone here is just here mm. for golf. They just yeah. happened to be at a beautiful facility. Mm. There was this yeah. shared yeah. goal, and without leading the witness too much, one yeah. of the concerns I've got and I've expressed before is that golf spends too long apologising for itself. Mm. As opposed to embracing the fact that a Victoria Golf Club can be exclusive because of the cost of entry and the yeah. barrier to entry, but once you make it through that barrier, yeah, it, it almost can't get more inclusive.
0: Yeah, I, I, look, I think there's, I think absolutely agree with that. I, I do think you know there are some good programs out there that you know from they're trying to um, uh, you know get more underprivileged people involved in the game. I think it's First Tee. I think that's part of yeah. part of that, yeah. right? And I think that's great,
1: supported um, by city. Our yep. dear friend Guy, yep.
0: And I, look, I think there's, I think more, I, I, without a doubt, I think, um, uh, and I, it, I think more community programs could be developed, and I think um, you could catch more people. And I think that's just better education about actually the community of golf is awesome. Like it is awesome. And I look, I, had a, 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 um, I met someone yesterday on the job. And literally, as a photographer, we sat there, we, we, we chatted, we got along, he was shooting some of his photographs for me, and then he just mentioned he's a keen golfer. And you can imagine, played a four, he was playing today, actually he's stayed off at 6 a.m. today, I hope you hit him well. And, you know, we just sat there and spoke of golf. And all of a sudden, you know, as both community members at opposite ends of the spectrum, we just had a wonderful hour together, got the work done and spoke about it. And I just think more could be done to promote that community spirit, whereas so much is done in other sports that have – Big clubs and teams of 20 people running on a field, they, they really harness that and inject that into a lot of their communication, into the way they talk, and more can be done around golf for that as well. Even though there is an exclusive aspect to a lot of these clubs, as you say, once you're in, uh, it's anything but. Um, and uh, even if public courses, um, uh i think there's you know so much community spirit within a lot of those public courses that goes unnoticed. noticed um and notice at Albert park once I went there they had a lot of time with them their, their members were playing comp um you know, they're all sitting around having beers on saturday it was great everyone knew each other and i thought this is great this needs promoted more and, and i think in the states you know there's some really good things like random golf club um you know there's there's really good programs out there that are trying to just focus on the spirit of bringing people together you guys are really doing a great job of that i think through your channels and more needs to be done about promoting that, um, and I think that's because it is—it's so different to what I, I misjudge golf, no doubt.
1: Um. So therefore, what does golf do really well then? So, mm. so we understand what golf can do better in terms of promoting that inclusive nature. No yeah, 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 yeah. But, but there are some things that actually just golf does really well, Your Honour. Um. <laughs> so, what does what do you feel? Well,
0: I think that's what I'm getting. I think it's that's what they are doing well, but it's not promoting it, like in terms of the right in terms of community, like I don't, I don't mean to bring down golf. I'm just saying actually what they're doing well is what golf is, is, is unique. It is often a community and a collection of individuals who come together for a love of, of of the game uh, and then a love of rather than a team or a, you know, there's a, it's just the game and then it's a game against yourself. And it all brings, it's, it's, as you say, the ultimate leveler and, but that, to develop a community around just the love of a game is something that very few sports do most of them develop them around a competition most of them develop around a club or a league uh, and golf doesn't have that you just get a bunch of people together so what i'm saying is it actually does a wonderful job of that they should just be telling you know, that, that story needs to be told more um so i think that the sense of community is is, is really alive in golf i think um you know what golf does as well is um from from what i can see and having you know but a three-year-old daughter is is it's it's actually um you know it's it's quest to be you know inclusive is is landing for me there's lots of young kids coming in you know we obviously always have more um there's lots of um playing you know a lot with a diverse set of people uh and you know, from from all walks of life different personalities it's always a new person on the t-sheet and that is something very hard to find, um, and that, and then, and so that's its biggest strength. It just needs to tell more people about it.
1: um Just one last point on that: Is it any more or less intimidating putting your name down next to a random at mm. a public course like Albert Park or a private course like the well, National?
0: Well, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting question. I think that you know the National is such a big club, so. Often, um, you know, you're putting your name down with someone who is new. Often, you, know, if you, you know, you have a bunch of people you play with, but yep. um, so I don't think there's anything less intimidating or more intimidating about. it, Except if you're on the first of the old knowing, you're probably just going to blow one right <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, again, uh, so Rosalba Park, you're pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> the others aren't. <laughs> you're, just, you're just on the. Yeah, that's right. You're on the. I think the, the ninth. Uh, Fairway. Yeah, the people you're, on the ninth. Aren't that's so right. Strange, but yeah. <laughs> but um, no, look. It, I, you know what? I actually, um, I don't think so at all. I, um, I think the there's something I'm really chasing as well. You know, being part of the National is fantastic because it's just a golfing mecca. Um, but, um, you know, I, I am also searching for a, a, a place where I can also go where you know, that sort of cheers aspect where everyone knows your name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, as you know, I'm looking for you know, a place to do that, you know, course to play with and do that. And that can be over park, that can be anywhere. Um, and I think that's... No less intimidating in either environment, except that national is just really big and there's just lots of people. It's almost,
1: you know, you know. And I think that cheers philosophy is actually a really good one. And I think yeah. if a club, were, a smart club was listening, <laughs> that's something that they would set out to do. Because, again, it's something that I'll, I'll say that, um, and I, I'm not a member there, but I hear yeah. great things about Victoria Golf Club about yes. creating that yes. that warmth and that welcome. Um, yes. And I think some clubs are really good at it. And some clubs need to improve it, but I think that idea of even if uh, the philosophy mm. of let's create someone where we're not saying welcoming, we're yep. just saying you're 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 always welcome. So it's not this pursuit of welcoming; it's just that's saying right. you you know you're welcome, so we don't have to say you're welcome. I, know. I, know, you, I know you've
0: covered the before, but the, you know the club, you know versus the the clubhouse sort of thing, and you've covered yep. in a previous life, but it's sort of in a previous topic. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's part of it too. I think. Um, the from the moment you open the door you you're always welcome and and you're you're well you're being welcomed and um uh yeah i i think uh yeah some clubs can do that better and um you know that's like any club though it's not just specific to golf um but the beauty of what golf has to be able to do that is this facility right and that's (laughs) the thing it's sort of uh, you, you go into the local footy club and you've got some sheds and a, and a change room right and you might have a little pavilion um and there's a real hard it's hard for them to welcome you because they might have to go to a local masonic hall to to sort of put that together as the golf these golf clubs have these beautiful spaces where you know it is the greatest bar on earth in some cases you know so yeah. I, I think there's an op- just such a great opportunity to, to always be that and, I, and look i found um you know having uh, I've, I've found it to be you know, most clubs do it well to be honest um uh they've just got to promote it more that's the thing i think most of do doing well um we, we're just not very good as australians we're not very good at talking about ourselves sometimes and i think golf golf is guilty but we just got to get out there and actually show how good these how welcome these places are because when you speak to us you know like we did in victoria and we spoke to some of those members there and yeah you know, everyone's just so welcome so great so warm yeah great instance it's, you know just so happy that we're involved and um i see that a lot actually it just needs to be spoken about more
1: um, perfect. All right, we're going to lighten things up a little bit, and we've got a, a quick Q and A, and then um, and just to, to test this the mindset of what I'll call the newer golfer, but very mm. welcome one. Who would you rather play golf with, mm. Michael Jordan or Jordan Spieth? I've got a lot of Michael these, Jordan. So
0: yeah, no, no, sorry, Michael Jordan. I'll be quicker, but Michael
1: Jordan, Michael Jordan. J.R. Smith or Cam Smith? J.R. Smith. Interesting. There's a theme. Steph Curry or Steph Kiriaku. Steph Curry. Although Steph Kiriakou would be so much fun. She's such a good chick. Yeah, she is. Bo Jackson or Bo Hosler? Uh, (laughs) Bo Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) There is a point to this. Ricky Fowler or Ricky Ponting?
0: Yeah, I'll take Ricky Fowler. There we go. So there is
1: a point where we give in Happy Gilmore or Steph Gilmore?
0: Uh take Steph Gilmore.
1: Yeah. Shane Warner, or Shane Lowry?
0: Shane Warner is my hero. Yeah. So me or shooter? <laughs> uh, definitely shooter. <laughs> <laughs> He's my par- look, he, he was my partner Victoria, You Victoria know, we, we, we dominated that day we played that's well right. together and Phil you know we don't play well when we play with each other that's why you avoided me
1: that's that, you- <laughs> that is that is true we do drag each other down the, the, the point of my stupid quick Q&A mm. which is interesting is that I think my answers would have almost been the exact same as yours mm-hmm. um, and I think this is one other thing that golf um, has this opportunity that I still don't think it does a great job of He's saying we are the sport of choice, and I've banged on about this before. We are the sport of choice for elite competitive talent, mm. um, be it basketball, basketball, yeah, or so, be it yeah. baseball, yeah, yeah. or yeah, in yeah. Bo Jackson's case. In fact, I think Bo Jackson did. Baseball, he did NFL. Um, yes, he does right. everything else because he's just the great Jackson. <laughs> he's only just behind Jordan. <laughs> yeah. He's the great, great man. But it is this idea of there, there is a there is a balance. There is a point where I'd say, you know, what, I just love this multi-sport conversation. Mm. Who are who are also aspirational as we are. Mm. Um, they also dream of being great at the game as mm. we do. And there was that great interview with Michael Jordan and Steph Curry, where you could just see they were bouncing golf passion off each other mm. that you wouldn't actually get if you had, I don't think you would get if you had Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas mm. talking golf with each other. Um, and maybe that's the point of this breakaway. So choose. Well, it's funny when
0: you, when you're Ricky Fowler, sorry to get you off of the, you know, no. I think Ricky Fowler and JT just shared a little house in the CJ cup recently. Is that just um, on yep. the course and, All they did was just watch – they have saved up squid games for the Saturday night and, you know, anything to take their mind off it. So they they clearly don't talk about golf. I know that was mid-tournament, but they don't want to be talking about golf because, yeah, they're just – it seems like professionals don't. But, yeah, that passion for people outside the sport to talk about it is just, you know, amazing.
1: Yeah, and yet one thing I'll give those guys and with Spieth is that during the off-season, they go to Hawaii – and yeah. they play golf in thongs like, and t-shirts and singlets right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the rest. Like they do, yeah. they do actually love the game. But yeah, there's a point where you, you need that break. But as I say, I think you, you had pretty well the same answers as mine. So other than mine, whose mm. swing would you choose? Mm. Um, I mean, you can say mine if you want.
0: Uh, you know, I have said you're just such a silky swinger <laughs> on the golf club, field. uh Effortless. Um, look, I. I'd probably say it's hard. Like, part of it, you know, everyone just tells you, "Well, Adam Scott," because every lesson I've had, they show me so many videos about Scott. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I've just been drilled into me just like swing like Adam Scott. You loser! I'm like, but I can't. Um, but you know what? Like, I love uh, the idea. Um, uh, I love, I love the way Ricky Fowler hits the ball, and uh, I really do. I just love. I love just. Um, especially his 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 wedges uh, his balance um is awesome um but i love the idea of swinging something like you know maddie wolf just because of the way he goes about it right like it shows to me that i don't know i wish i, I wish i could hit the ball that well with an unorthodox swing you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. um i think people get so caught up in swings what swing they want i just want a swing that works beautifully <laughs> and it gets the ball in the middle of the fairway he'll the ball next to the you know the
1: cup Swing your sw- swing, your swing. Mm. Um, other than Tiger, mm. and I will have to exclude Tiger. Other than Tiger, who would you watch? Who would you pay to watch, either play or just hit balls? Mm. I've seen a few of them. There you go. Um,
0: yeah, someone who I haven't seen who I really want to see is, is Morikawa. I think he's just pure, um, and I love. I love uh I love fairway craft and he's just he just knocks him dead and his iron games are beautiful um and I want to see that um and uh I'd love to see the shark (laughs) (laughs) I would literally pay money to see the shark I would just um you know in a pair of shorts no top you know, just cruising You're around. Maybe somewhere. not even
1: in a pair of shorts. <laughs> That's just right. A, just a just, man walking his dog. <laughs> just a man
0: walking his dog. That's right. And some imagination and a club in hand, just cruising some course in uh, Florida. I would love to see the sharky balls. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm. I, you know, I'm. I'm nearly forty, and so I and I wasn't in the game back then when he was around. You know, so I, I missed a lot of that. So, but I haven't seen Colin Morikawa play up close and personal. I've seen a lot of the other guys play up close and personal. Um, so. I'd like to see him just because I'm in love with him at the moment. I think he's just awesome,
1: beautiful. Would you rather be a better driver or a better putter?
0: Uh, I would rather be a better driver because at my level, if you don't get off the tee, speaking from experience, you have a you have a crappy day, you have a shit one. So I, I, for now, for now, I, I just want to be a better driver so I can just put myself in play and um, you know give myself a chance. Um, however, my best scores come when I'm putting well. At the end of the day, right? So. But,
1: well, you had to choose one. And you've never yeah. lost a ball putting, though, have you? So- exactly, yeah.
0: Right, just i man, I'm, you know what I'm like. You've seen me butcher balls in the tea tree off, the, off many teas. you <laughs> 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 see, see me just slice them out better. I just need to get in play. Please, just get me in play. So most, I think mean, most um, high handicappers would say better driver because that's the problem.
1: Would you rather hit it better or score better?
0: Hit better 100%. Why? I think, you know, and this is like a – i'm hoping i'm speaking for all of my you know 19 handicappers and above here but uh, i definitely you know playing with a couple of guys are around my my sort of number is you you can go to a golf course and you you ultimately yes you want to get 36 points um and you want to improve but but in 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 our case the the difference between good and bad is huge right you know we could still hit some really bad shots and you can scrap around and maybe get 30 points and you know you've scrapped around and you haven't really hit the ball well so you don't feel like you've improved as much as you've got 30 points when really we're trying to improve at this level at a more rapid pace and say someone of eight they're just trying to score well get their handicap down and yeah they're trying to make some adjustments but the radical adjustments we're trying to make are great and so we consistency is everything so we really i i I say we because i you know this is definitely my, my friend and i who i play with um a fair bit um Tez, you know he, you know we we just want to hit the ball well as a starting point you know take five pars and take six wipes any day because you know then okay good my best is five pars i can string it together i've just got to find i've just got to tweak a few things to sort of eradicate x y and z versus scoring well i, I went and played sandy the other day you know i had 32 points and i hit the ball horribly but i just i scrapped around and made it work and i didn't feel that great coming off the course. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely hit the ball better because I know, therefore, I'm putting something together that's going to progress me longer term. It's going to get me closer to my goal longer term because it is a long-term view you've got to take here, right? It's not it's not a week-to-week proposition. And the scores um, don't matter. They don't matter really, you know, unless it's monthly yeah. medal. They really they, they really don't matter. It's actually your improvements to your game that ultimately do matter and then the scores will come. I know you are, if you know what I mean.
1: Process. You are a process-driven human. Um Augusta or St. Andrews? Uh,
0: St. Andrews. St. Andrews, yeah.
1: Great answer.
0: Yeah, St. Andrews, yep. I'm also, yeah, thinking about just the, the, the whole experience and just um, it's St. Andrews.
1: Um, when you allow yourself to dream, mm. what does your golf game look like? like with goals, etc, but when you Yet, actually allow yourself to reflect, what, what does your golf game look like in your dream in my dream hmm.
0: Hmm. My golf game looks uncomplicated <laughs> that's and I think I know I've gone about all of this talking about the tech you know I send you I send you so many complex thoughts that I have no idea about
1: actually with the culture right.
0: but i I think the the dream is the the it, the fear it feels uncomplicated it feels like i lift the club you know back i turn my hips I swing around and hit the ball and go straight and my dream is to then uh have you know touch and my dream is to stop thinking about my swing and so that's that when i'm complicated feels a lot it's just the i i'm playing golf through feeling and touch and, and um muscle memory versus co- the complication of all the other things that you know getting me there but as a golfer you know you know it's the start of my journey that's kind of part and part of the process so I can't wait to get there and I definitely I felt you know I I was starting to pick up some of that feel and I started to to stop thinking a lot when I was playing my best golf at the start of this year and um and I put some good rounds together and then obviously COVID happened but so yeah that that's it and then it's and it's it's then I think um uh you know completely no swing thoughts (laughs) that's my dream no swing thoughts Phil no swing thoughts just you know target hit ball and hit. uh yeah hit. and that, that that's honestly my dream and and i've had it a couple of times man i've had it where and i have said i've got this thing called visualize i, I think i've talked about it but the boys laugh i stand back i say that i visualize i think about where the target i just focus everything i can on the target so i get up there and not think about the swing and i've gone around to, I hit for, for 39 points and um yeah you know, i just had a great day and i was just like i just was not thinking about it mate, the swing thoughts and it, that's my dream, but then you know, be able to execute a little better on what I did. Uh,
1: and then as um, last question, because mm. I am going to have to get you back for another one. Last mm. question. Mm. What's the best shot you've ever hit? Mm.
0: Um, the best shot I've ever hit um, was probably um, next to the, tr- the, the big tree um because <laughs> i just put myself <laughs> next to the tree <laughs> <laughs> uh i think uh it's 16 at Mooner, isn't it the the the, no, the, the big tree in the middle is is 17 at moon 17 at moon is that right that's i that, don't i don't eight, sorry yeah, yeah that was and i put it within about like three like uh feet i like think it's three iron i just like just crunched it and uh that was probably my best shot i've ever hit that's um funny. in terms of just I don't know everything just felt so pure about it and uh it didn't go in or anything like that but just it just got so close and that was yeah I was a the shot
1: fantastic um,
0: but i think it's also just on the 18th hole as well i walked off feeling so good about my life as well you know what i mean like and i, I only had 26 points that day
1: <laughs> and six of those were on the last hole that's right yeah um and on, look on that note we'll bring this um tenuous links podcast to a close uh, thanks to the work experience kid aaron tobin mm
0: you very much for having me thanks
1: for joining us i think we learned a lot about about the journey and and things we take for granted as as battle-hardened golfers from from your experience and and we do genuinely look forward to being a part of it uh, as you go through it and we'll definitely get you back on because there are some big issues that i want to delve into that are dividing golf at the moment around distance and everything else so we'll get you certainly get you back Um, remember to go to golfbarons.com to subscribe so you don't miss an update as well as to read our awesome baron's life Golf and Lifestyle magazine. And a reminder, you can still catch season one and season two of The Golf Barron Show on KO and Fox Sports On Demand. And until next time, barons, add some swaggity a swing.